You are listening to Flowing with Famous. This is your all Fresno podcast, where we love Fresno more than anything. <laughs> I'm Joshua Hee, and with me, as always, Mike C of the Dorktown Network of Podcasts. Mike, hello. Hello. It's it's Fresno, God, um, family, <laughs> and uh, whatever else. That's what. Whatever that's else. our moniker. <laughs> Fresno before family. Fresno before family. <laughs> So we have guests uh, here. We have guests once a year, and the same guest typically every year. This is what we do. <laughs> um, People have been waiting. They're like, oh, is this going to happen this year? I'm like, I don't know. Right. You'll have to tune in to find out. I appreciate that uh, That they always remember enough to like get like hit us up enough in advance to make it happen, because I totally would just forget and then be like, oh, my God. So, we should have done that. Um, Rocky and Brian of uh, Sweet Fest here to talk Hello. about the upcoming Sweet Fest. How are you? Hello. Guys? Hello. Good morning. Happy good morning. morning. Yes. Well, so we immediately dated the, the podcast. <laughs> right. Well, whatever time of day you're listening. Yeah. Whenever you're listening to this. Happy November. Yes. Happy November. I mean, it, it, yeah, it is November. Uh, how was everyone's October? What did you do? All of the October things. I didn't go to the fair. Uh, I'll, no. I'll just I'll be straight with you. You no nobody. I was the only one who went to the fair. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I went to the fair. I will say it did not feel markedly different than ever before. So that you know, for anyone who was like, I can't go to the fair. It's gonna there's gonna be whatever. It was it was fine. We went on yeah. a Friday uh, evening and uh, at a, a bad time in terms of parking, like getting there huh. to park. That took like a long time. But once we were in, it was fine. There were people. It wasn't like an overwhelmingly amount of uh, number of people. Um, Did you park in were, the in the uh, the infield of the infield, track? infield like that. Yeah, okay. and it was fine. It was there wasn't any, you know, everywhere around outside because we kind of got mixed up as we were driving over there. Um, and so all of the parking around was just a mess. But the infield lot was fine. And um, there was a lot of people there. Not all that many masks, even yeah. indoors, you know, because mm. that was the rule was going to be indoors. Uh, I had to put a mask on. And uh, I kind of was like. That's going to last all of, you know, mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. long. And Did I you dressed. notice oh, wait, were, were like uh, cinnamon rolls like $5 more and corn? Oh, <laughs> um, but is there any price difference? I just wondered if like all the food items are going to go up just because supply. No, I think, no, it didn't seem like any, no, yeah. no, it didn't seem like there was a big price difference at all. It seemed like everything was, you know, pretty much the same. So excellent. It felt really pretty much. Like the fair always feels to me, you know? yeah. So well, that's exactly why I didn't go because I knew it was going to be because <laughs> you're not about the fair. I'm not. I'm not a big fair now. I mean, I used to be, but yeah, I don't know. I just I'm a, as I get older, I just don't want to be around crowds. Especially now, it's just like there's no way you could have got me out there. 
same thing with like the taco truck thing. I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. There's one. Where, where did you feel safer? Taco truck or Fresno fair? Oh, taco truck for sure. Yeah. Because there were, uh, the, the, the per capita or per space percentage of people was smaller. I feel like yeah. so at the taco truck down, it was like, you know, there were lines and there were people, but you didn't feel like really like crushed in ever, you know, so you could kind of get around without with being at distance pretty much, you know, yeah. I mean, people weren't, you know, they were in line, but you know, um, what was your favorite taco there? Who, who, so I had two. I had, uh, and oh, I had the shrimp tacos, and I can't think of the place that it, which one it was from. Uh, but it was really good. Yes, there you go. Uh, so that was really awesome. And then I think the other truck was like El Chingon or something like that. <laughs> and I had uh, Pastor, and it was really good. But the tacos fell apart, man. Oh, the, they, they the didn't double. Like, they didn't double the tortillas. They did, and it still, still wasn't enough. Which I mean, I guess it's too good much juice. They're putting a bunch in there, and it had like the you know pickled the uh, vegetables on top, which I appreciate. I like. Um, but yeah, they kind of fell apart. It was a little messy. So mm. that was, you gotta get your hands dirty a little bit. Uh, the the <laughs> winners taco taco pinto or whatever. The line was just insane all night like it was crazy so good for them um but it was fun it was good and then you know it, uh it was real like tiktok heavy like there were these tiktok <laughs> dance everybody was tiktok oh, that came out there were these dudes who were like uh it, it's, it's this guy from la uh chocolate uno or something is his name <laughs> and uh he dances around, so he was there, and everyone, you know. Who so those? there was a lot of like that kind of stuff. Who were those twin guys that were in the the build up to the taco truck throwdown doing that that dance around the area? That's 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 they're not from here. They're from L.A. Okay, I'm I, I, well good because I'm really oh, I'm I got sorry, really no, no, sick no, no, of no, no. I'm really sick about. of no. seeing that shirtless guy. Yeah, yeah, no, those guys are from here. <laughs> one of them. One of them is a uh, one of them is a TikTok like social media okay. dude, I don't know. and the other one is a stand-up comedian. Okay, in town. I'm just just so, I was just yeah. like, all right, put the shirt back on. There's only yeah, the, and apparently they're like there's only I one. There's, a whole there's only TikTok. one guy that can do that, and that's what's that comedian that um Bert 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 yeah <laughs> yeah only he he's the only one he has that bit so. You can't you can't <laughs> use that bit. No one else could use the bit. Bert Kershaw wow. is the only one that can walk around. Yeah, he's got that trademark. Uh, so can we jump in and and uh, get uh, talk about some sweet fest and do all that uh, up here early in the thing so that people can uh, can get their fix before they uh, drop yeah. off or whatever you know. Sure. We don't even have to talk about sweet fest if you don't. We want. have to talk <laughs> about sweet fest. <laughs> yeah. Mostly because I'm interested. I want to know all of the, uh, you know, the logistics, the details in terms of, you know, when it's going to be, how it's going to be presented. Because I know typically, traditionally, you guys have been in the Tower Theater. Doesn't sound like that's going to be happening uh, this year. So give it just break down the the logistics. Yeah. Who, well, what, when, where. 
for obvious reasons, we didn't feel comfortable going back to the Tower Theater this year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, Sweet Fest. Did you make that decision, like, at some point, like, sat down with, you know, and said, like, mm, this isn't, we're not even going to bother to um, uh, to broach them about this? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, we I talked it about it. Given. Yeah, it's pretty much a given. Like we're not we're not gonna go, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Let's see what it looks. And with <laughs> last year, we did it virtually, and it worked very well. So you know, we're just kind of exploring other options now. And you know, until that whole brouhaha gets fixed or not fixed, we'll just continue to see search alternatives, which is what we did for this year. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, but this is the twenty first edition of Swede Fest. And, uh, yeah, we started way back in 2008. Can't believe we're still doing it. But we are. It won't die. We just keep, we're dragging its corpse. I love that. I love that. That makes Uh, me so happy. Yeah. So 21st edition. This year is going to be Thursday, December 2nd. It's going to be on Art Hop Night. It's the first time we've ever held it on Art Hop Night. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, that'll be interesting. And then it's going to be at CMAC. So CMAC okay. in uh, Van Ness and Calaveras in downtown Fresno, right in the middle of uh, Art Hop action. And uh, is that, are you going to be inside somewhere? On Yeah, we're still kind of deciding it's going to depend on what, what we feel like the turnout's going to be. You know, mm-hmm. obviously pandemic's still a thing. And... Uh, so, you know, we're, we're not sure if it's going to be indoors or outdoors quite yet, but mm-hmm. either way, we're going to have a big screen, lots of seats. Cool. And, I was uh, thinking, like, it'll outdoor, have I mean, it might be cold, but outdoors could be kind of cool. Yeah. Shutting it all up on the thing and then people just, you know, walking by would be, able, you know, that could be awesome. But Those damn apartments or damn condos that went up next to you ruined the outdoor space, <laughs> man. Yeah, we got a little sliver of like a plaza area. Yeah right there there's there's some space yeah yeah we've done events there before so there's there's a little bit outdoor space yeah that's cool though i feel like the um uh, having it at art hop feels right to me just in that like you know it started off uh in an art studio in an art gallery uh, Mm -hmm. and and like felt very much like an art experience to begin with so like bringing it back like that kind of feels right to me in some ways Totally. Yeah. I mean, we, we started very first one, first and third ones were at corridor two, one, two, two, which I think continues to be a big art hop stop, uh, over on mono. And, uh, yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, you're totally right. I think it fits with the vibe and we've been wanting to, I mean, even pre pandemic and everything happening with the tower theater, me and Rocky have been talking about like wanting to bring Swedefest back to those kind of you know, kind of back to its roots a little bit in terms of it being a smaller event. Because um, we, we did grow to the point where, you know, we're in a movie theater and there's 400 people there. And it got a little bit away from, you know, what it was in the beginning. So I'm excited about it kind of returning to its roots a little bit. Yeah. It's good to kind of inject a little, you know, new sauce in there and see how, you know, Working in conjunction during on our hop night on a Thursday, uh, you know, and possibly doing it outdoors depending on the weather. These are all logistics we're going to have to like figure out, you know, probably like a week before. We're still kind of working out the details of exactly how it's going to go down. But, you know, right now, it's right now, December 2nd, Sweet Fest 21, CMAC downtown, and uh, we're looking for entries. So, you know, 
And we're already, guys, get, we're already getting some entries. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is the year. I really believe this is the year that Mike and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I feel it in my heart. Like if I, I had to, this time, right, Ryan? If I had I know, to money I know. It, well, I mean, I'm giving it, if if Mike tells me to come over, yeah, uh, I'm I'm all about it. Otherwise, we'll see what happens. I guess we could do like a Skype thing like this and just put it together. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, I like, if anything, I like TikTok, hair. I think you could do a Weird Al something with the Weird I, Al. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's Please. true. Uh, Zappa, UHF. Weird Al, Zappa. Who else? Long hair. Oh. Could... <laughs> Great, yeah, if I had, if I could grow, if I grew my mustache back, we, I, we could do it. If a anyone was watching Great Day last Friday, they saw that Joey oh, Ramone yeah. was on. Yeah, and uh, people. Uh, so. I do a great day spot and they're like, uh, the producer's like, feel free to wear a costume if you want. And I said, I have one. Cool. And then I show up and no one else is like, you know, it's their <laughs> best of Fridays and no one else is. And I'm like, oh, oh, well, here we go. So, yeah. Um, all right, those, so wait, those great day people set you up. They did. Mm-hmm. I feel like they did. I, sure. I watched, I watched your segment and there was, there was some sort of weirdness that happened right at the end that, um, not Kopi, but um, I'm sorry. Who's the other Jim? Jim, like yeah. Jim Veros. Uh, he, he, there was some sort of interaction that was like I couldn't tell what was happening, but everyone there on the set was like, uh, like laughing at something. <laughs> what the hell is going on there, John? Uh, man, I don't know. I think it's just normal. I think that they're talking to Joey Ramone interaction. Like, you know. They like, just couldn't handle it. Just being on TV is weird, and so who knows? Because there's always like a weird, um, especially if, like, as the time is either like there's more or less time, like whatever you're trying to fill it, and you're not exactly sure, and you're through the all the stuff that you've been talking about, then suddenly it's like, well, now we have a little bit of time, and there's this awkwardness, like that kind of starts mm-hmm. creeping up. Uh, and some people deal with it better. And I can't remember. He probably said something. No, I he know. said, he I, said, he's like, he, before, I think he maybe thought the camera was off. He's like, sorry, Josh. And you're like, no, nah, it's fine. I don't, whatever. But uh, I, think <laughs> I think they always feel bad. <laughs> no, no. I think they always feel bad. Cause I think that they're always like, um, you know, that it's always just some, they always feel bad. Like, I care what's going to happen on the thing, you know, that yeah, like yeah. if it runs long or it goes short or if they say something that like, you know, cause they always kind of like, will try to, you know, have a little joke for me or whatever. And I don't care. Like whatever. I'm just, uh, and so, so yeah, I think maybe they feel bad sometimes cause they're like, Oh, he's going to look so stupid or whatever. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Josh, you look so stupid. And you're like, I don't whatever. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. So, but uh, uh, um, uh, sweet uh when's the deadline for getting in interest? Yes. Yeah, deadline is uh, Sunday, November twenty eighth at eleven fifty nine p.m. So that's Thanksgiving weekend. So Thanksgiving hey, weekend. you know if if you don't find time earlier in the month of November to get your entry done, Thanksgiving weekend, you got all the family in the house. Whip out your phone, make them recreate a scene from your favorite movie. Boom, there's your sweet. There you go. All done. There you go. Send it to so, us and you will be part of Art Hop. What? Uh, we, we didn't even explain like, like what the now. hell Sweet Fest is, so that's our bad. Been doing this for how many years? <laughs> I assume that everyone listening probably knows, but if not, but yeah, if you, if you don't know, 
go watch the movie Be Kind Rewind, starring Jack Black and Most Def, directed by Michel Gondry. came out in 2008, the year we started Sweet Fest, uh, because we were so inspired by this movie, which uh, I won't even try to summarize the movie. But, but basically, Sweeting is taking your favorite movie and remaking it in like a super homemade, like low budget fashion, just using whatever you have lying around the house. So, you know, great, grab your friends, grab your family, you know, come up with wacky props and costumes, super low budget. Just send it to us. Uh, keep your entry under four minutes and we will share them for all to enjoy. And it's really just super awesome to see how people, take this thing that they love and like insert themselves into it and remake it in their own way. Uh, just y- always yields like hilarious results. Have you seen like, cause I feel like uh, when you explain this and many people don't get it, but it's like, if anyone just looks at social media, this is like, this is it now, you know? So have you seen like, do you feel like TikTok and like all like the proliferation of like video content has changed like what people think about being able to even do these kind of things because it seems like you just see this stuff kind of pop up not even in the context of like sweeted things but just generally that people are like you know i mean memes are kind of based on this right like this, oh like, yeah taking yeah. something and making i mean it. even when michelle gondry uh directed be kind of ryan the movie came out even then, sweeting was not a new concept. It was just a different way of repackaging and presenting mm-hmm. it, uh, what is essentially a parody, you know, or a spoof, you know, which has been around, you know, forever. <laughs> it's just a remake. It's a funny remake. So, yeah, I think what you're seeing with the proliferation of, like, video content online and platforms like TikTok, which are centered around short, bite-sized thing like pop culture references, you know, yeah, that's that's just like this generation's sweeting. <laughs> and sweeting was that generation's, you know, spoof or a remake. Right. It's just the yeah, evolution just, of it. Yeah, absolutely. You see people like, you know, the those those brothers from Africa, I forget what country they're from exactly. Oh, Nigeria. Yeah, Nigeria. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys seen those kids that uh, just did essentially they, they did a spoof of parody. They did a Swede and, uh, you know, Netflix came and like picked them up and they they've been producing a lot of content for Netflix of just like sweeting their uh, their videos or their like random like releases. So it's really, really awesome. They they uh, they're doing some good stuff. We had those uh, last Sweet Fest, we collaborated with the uh, family down in Australia, the Keegan family, and you know they uh, they they've been doing some good stuff down there. So now you're starting to see this become like a bigger thing, not sweeting, but like just parody. And right. but there's little stars that are being created from just doing this stuff. It's pretty right. awesome. It seems like that idea of uh, I don't even you know I would just call it sweeting, but that idea of like this the like ultra low budget filmmaking, you know, like that filmmaking that's like low budget on a like completely different level um no budget um yeah or no yeah, yeah right right <laughs> yeah. um where it's like you're not paying money for special effects or you know music yeah. or any of that you know and you're just putting stuff out and that's become like um yeah like its own little thing totally yeah grassroots everything <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it, it's totally changed from when we first started Sweetfest, but I s- still think it's relevant. I mean, when we started Sweetfest, there was no uh, 
cell phone cameras weren't really a thing. <laughs> yeah. And now cell phone cameras are amazing. I remember yeah. uh, the first, one of the first ones we did, uh, I did with uh, with Will, my friend Will. Um, it was on one of those, uh, what, man, I can't even remember what it was, but it was like the first like really like portable digital camera. Um, snap. There it is. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I um, remember. And uh, and that was that was it, you know. And then within maybe like a year from that, or a couple of years, then it was like the next. It was it was cell phone. It was a you know your iPhone or like whatever, yeah. so you can just do yeah everything and on that's your a, phone, and you know right. Well, that's the thing. Like with Sweetfest, like uh, technology has evolved since we started this in two thousand eight, and that's great. We knew like that's going to happen. You know, the dem- democratization of technology is great. And, you know, so now you're seeing everyone create these videos online, put it up on YouTube. But the one thing that I think that makes Sweetfest unique is the presentation of seeing your stuff on a big screen up with a crowd. And, you know, that's right. something that an experience that you just can't do. You know, you can throw it on YouTube and get a million hits, but like experiencing your art in front of an audience and getting that visceral reaction to, you know, to your stuff is, is, is unparalleled. You can't replicate that. So that's why I think what makes Sweetfest really unique is that, you know, we want to make sure, even though last year we had to, had to do it virtually, um, we're, you know, we're going back to like in person and trying to make it safe and fun for everyone. So, yeah, I think that's, we're going to continue doing that because, you know, that's something that you just can't replicate digitally. And, and what, what you guys have something, you're, you're doing something, you're making something, you got- you got works. You got we're, we're figuring that out. We got yeah, nothing to announce here, but oh, we're figuring. Yeah, it out. sorry. There's no, <laughs> there's no big Star Wars trailers happening, or no, no huge trailers to, to like. Yeah. Here to yeah exactly. Yeah. So. There's not, nothing. I feel like yeah. you guys could probably do a Dune. You could do Dune well, really well. Yeah, Dune. I feel like Dune. that would be. Or the Matrix. I mean, Matrix people, was like people forget one, uh, like there's a ma- another Matrix movie coming out yeah. like in a, a couple months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <kind laughs> crazy. Of crazy. <laughs> oh man, Sweetfest.com. for folks, Sweetfest.com. Yeah, go to Sweetfest.com for more information. You know, you can watch our past entries and past entries from everyone else who has submitted to uh, get some inspiration and create your own thing. Yeah. Uh, here's a question. So you've done uh, this show, I don't know, however many times, however many years that you've been. Do you feel like it helps at all for you? <laughs> oh. Or is it just coming and talking about it and having fun? Because that's what I feel like. I'm not sure that we're getting you any new entries, but uh, just being able to chat with you guys once a year is a pleasure for me. Yeah, same here. You know, same. we can we can get one more person to tune in. Sure, that's awesome, but the real joy comes from seeing you guys and talking to you guys. So <laughs> we want to talk Fresno. We love talking Fresno. We love Fresno. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's do that. Mike, Josh. you're the owner of the list of things. So, <laughs> Josh, what what's uh, going on with the? You know all about the <laughs> cannabis shops and the people yeah. getting denied and and all all this drama. What what is going on? Why why are there so many not making it through the system? It seems like. Is this what now? So not, many there's what so now? many permits not uh, getting accepted. Well, there's only there was only so up there were 21 permits given, uh, and those are preliminary, so they're still like in the process. But and only four were denied, so that's oh, that's okay. pretty good, you know. Um, 
I think the the system was just set up this way. And I think that's something that like I didn't even really necessarily understand up until like I started going through it is like this is sort of the way that the system is set up is like um the the council members they they have like zero information, zero contact like by design about any of the applicants or anything until the licenses are awarded. And then that's on, that's when they can finally like look at what's going on but even then they only get like pieces of it um to make a determination whether or not to appeal and then once they appeal then they can finally look at the whole thing and ask questions and and all that stuff so you know in one respect it's like wow why are they appealing these shouldn't this just be kind of once the license goes through it goes through but if you look at it from a different angle it's like well of course they're going to appeal uh, because if the city council is the one that kind of ultimately has the control and or is going to have to deal with the neighbors and all that kind of stuff. This is the only time that they get to make any of those those complaints or, or see those questions or, you know, talk about. It. So um, that's kind of how it, how it sits. I don't know. Did you. Uh, so. Uh, the the meeting was airing on CMAX. So Brian, did you get to watch? Did you watch through the? Uh, I yeah, we all all the city council meetings would carry on CMAX. So yeah, it was totally there. I I didn't sit there and watch the entire thing. No. <laughs> did you watch any of it? Did you did any anybody get to see any of it? Um, I mean, I I read the bees article yeah. summarizing what happened. <laughs> I, I tried to summarize it. Uh, uh, well, how, how far are, are, there was so much, there was so much going on. Josh, can you say yeah. how far we are from like a shop actually opening up? Uh, or? so there, so right now there's at least one that is already applied for a conditional use permit. So that's like the second sort of once you get the license, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, uh so we're maybe spring jeez and there could be some before that i mean there there definitely could be some before that so originally the city's timeline i think had like the social equity licenses or whatever that because they were awarded earlier in the process um they said they could be open by december but i don't think that's that's going to be you know cuz the once you the conditional use permits and all that that just takes forever anyway like, just think about any, like, how long did it take uh, Fresbrew to open or whatever, or or yeah. Goldstein's, you know, like, even once they had all of the stuff in place. So, I think it'll be uh, a, a while, but. <laughs> Summer. Is it, okay, so, uh, and I don't want to, don't give away too much if you don't feel comfortable, but has any of, have any of you been to, like, a legit dispensary? I have the one in Lemoore. Okay. And what, Locally, did you think? what did you think? That was super nice. And uh, yeah, like they poured a lot of money into that. Yeah. Which uh, that's probably, yeah, it looked great. They had security there. Um, did, so. it, did it feel, did you ever feel like unsafe? Did it feel like legit? Like in terms of a type of business, I mean, how would you describe it? <clears throat> I mean that one in Lemoore, I forget the name of it, uh looked like an Apple store. Right. Yeah. So it was really nice. Uh they had a they had a complete system of just like almost like it was a doctor's waiting room in the front. 
where you come in and you're like, all right, like, this is what I'm going to, I want to check out. I'm like, okay, just check the number. And they were only letting like certain people in and this was during the pandemic. So I'm not sure if this is a normal practice or what. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really nice. And yeah, they got did, you in and out. Did you have to give your license and get, go through the whole check checklist and all that stuff? Yes. Licenses. Yeah. They, they scanned your license in. And I think that was pretty much it. If I remember correctly. Cause there was like, you know, one of the dispensaries was too close to a school. Uh, well, mm. it, depending on how they count the, the one in the, Pinedale where they on measure it from. Yeah. Uh, Pinedale elementary is like right behind Pinedale elementary school. Yeah. And it, it, it is, it's funny because it's like, uh, it's outside the 800 foot buffer zone or whatever, but like, you know, 810 feet maybe 800 and like you know they're like from the back door the back door like the <laughs> main entrance which is on the other side is way far outside of that mm -hmm. anyway um so that was denied but you know all these people came in uh from the community and and you know the the clovis unified first of all can we talk about how that the pinedale has a clovis unified school yeah this kind of tripped me out i went there i used to go there i went there uh it was lincoln when i went there but i i went to pinedale elementary slash uh lincoln and it's like the furthest no actually clovis unified goes even further nelson um, yeah nelson on, yeah, that's my elementary school okay go. nelson roadrunners so that's yeah. I don't know why Clovis <laughs> Unified goes that far into Yeah, why, that's why Fruit that and West. Yeah, Fruit and West. So no like, way. Or, or, wow. Yeah. Wow. All you know, almost almost to the bluffs there, but um I don't know why but, that happened, but that happened before I was a, a a kid, so I don't know why Clovis Unified got that far into Fresno, but yeah. so anyway. Uh, so back to the cannabis. So there's all these people uh, in the school and everyone, they're coming in and they're making this big, whole big thing. And it's almost as if like none of them have ever, and this is probably true, like been to a dispensary, understand how they operate. I think they just assume that like kids are just going to stroll in and, you know, hand over 20 bucks and get a bunch of joint. Like, I, I don't know what they think, <laughs> but like hearing them talk about it, it's like, you guys don't realize that this is like a, it is a legit business now um way more legit in my mind in a lot of cases than liquor stores um you know that are going to be uh, around or any uh like lots of businesses i would feel less comfortable having in my neighborhood than a dispensary but i think people just can't a lot of people can't see it as a legitimate business yet and so that's where this all comes from. We're like, don't put it in my neighborhood. Okay, well, mm -hmm. then where, the, where is it supposed to go? You know, like. It, anyway. To me, it's a lot worse having a mini mart, a uh, gas station mini mart, than a, a dispensary by in my block. So. I think yeah. I think that's part of, at least for, you know, like the district, like downtown district and tower district. Um, I think they felt a little bit different because a lot of these, a lot of the dispensaries are in um, essentially in neighborhoods in residential kind of or, or areas that abut residential neighborhoods. So it's different in, you know, the places where they have large commercial real estate centers because, yeah, you can have a, a thing there and it's fine. It's a strip mall. But if you put it in a place that like 
now there's someone's house next door or just yeah. across the street or whatever. Then it becomes a problem. And I, I guess I can get that from a certain aspect. Um, but that's it's only if you think that, like, the kind of people there that are going to be coming are going to be shady. And it's like, well, that's not true at all. You know, Rocky's not shady. <laughs> you know, you don't know. I, I have a bunch Thanks of for, for me. He's out. He's like, I'm done. Uh, but you know, like <laughs> you haven't been out in Chinatown with Rocky like I have, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, we'll go raid that Azteca, <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, I think um, I think this is something that's going to continue to happen. And, you know, as these places come up, you know, their conditional use permits are going to have to go through and all the other stuff. You know, I don't I don't know what we're going to see ultimately um, in terms of, you know, there will definitely be some dispensaries next year. Uh, how many actually get open and, and whatever. Who knows? Yeah. Figure it out. Happen, We're scared of new things. We're all year, scared so. of new things. And then once it's in place and we see that it's fine, we'll be all right. But we just got to get those yeah. first people in there to be legit. Right. I mean, well, the, okay. the cool thing is that every year, the cool, cool or maybe not cool, every year the things reset. And so, you know, if a place is getting a bunch of complaints or whatever happens, they can just pull the pull the license um the next year or whatever and and they don't have to give it you know so the other thing that could happen i suppose is just you know eventually there's just none because they just the city manager <laughs> doesn't have to give out the licenses there's up to three but mm-hmm. um so you know it could be a situation where there's just one in you know wherever so yeah well, I wonder how long before the, I mean, the one that did get approved here in the Anglo America building, I think it's just kind of cool to see that building being used for something. Yeah. yeah I, yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that'll be, uh, I think that's a great, I mean, and that's the kind that's of balance too that they're talking about is like, okay, what's the balance of like, um, like the revitalization component versus whatever bad stuff, you know, I'm putting that in quotes, mm-hmm. but bad stuff that could happen. Um, because everyone, I think, would agree, yeah, Bank of America building uh, would be a great place uh, to to have something like that. Or, or we want something to be in these buildings. Um, but is this the thing that we want? Like, so, and I think yes, totally. I think I think that's a, it's a perfect fit for that part of the, you know, of yeah. Tower District or whatever. So it's going to be a Fresno experiment. We'll see how it works. I'm hoping yeah. it works out for everyone. Josh, I think it's time for a band of the episode. Oh, you just gonna go straight into all right. Um, what 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 did we talk about? I, I can't even remember now. <laughs> band just had a big release, a big release party. Oh uh-huh. yeah, I'm they, getting there. I'm getting they're on closer. homegrown and uh, yeah, all those things. Yeah. Uh, so this is the, uh, the band Stone Shiver. You guys know Stone Shiver. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. they've been around for like a long time, and they've kind of like they kind of have their fingers everywhere. Like they're pretty good at you know reaching out and being part of everything. Have they done anything with CMAC before? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe did they do anything with Fuse Fest? 
I don't think they did because I, I think what Fuse Fest was happening, they weren't really playing. Like, because they had been on like a hiatus for a while. And I think that they maybe didn't really come back from that until after Fuse Fest. Do you remember, Mike? I don't remember. Like, I, if anything, I would have I asked them and then they couldn't do it. They, like, they were like, we, no. It was some, for whatever reason. I mean, I sometimes I got big time by bands and I don't think Stone Shiver would have been one of those. <laughs> no, I feel, no, they, especially then, I don't think they yeah. would have. Um, and not, you know. Um, anyway, so this, the, the Stone Shiver, they do have a new EP out. So let's play. Okay.
there it is. Stone Shiver. Uh, those those guys are all they're from the the South Valley, from Kingsburg area ish. So, oh, you uh, South Valley people! Yeah, so we have Take like over uh, our music is, scene. Okay, here's a question: Is Kingsburg South Valley? Technically, good question. I always considered the Visalia South. Visalia South. Yeah. South Valley. Uh, okay. Yeah. What is that? I mean, I kind of would agree. Um. I don't, I think there are like, so Selma Kingsburg, I feel fall in this weird, like middle, weird little middle zone, uh, where you could go at South Valley, but I personally agree that Visalia is the, the boundary. What about Hanford, like Kings County? Uh, that's all South Valley stuff too. Yeah. That's South Valley. So yeah. pretty much if you're in Fresno County, you're not South Valley yet. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think Kingsburg's like right on the boundary because I think it's like uh, I think it's there's a part of Kingsburg that's on the boundary of uh, Kings, uh, Tulare, and Fresno. I think there's like some weird part where it, you know there, it's all three right there. So, um, but yeah, it's Fresno weird County, how Kings is, County, kind of jump, uh, kind of pops up and into there, like sort of like circumvents Tulare County a little bit. It's always been weird to me. <laughs> Oh yeah, like where where the boundary lines are. Yeah, yeah. Hey, does anyone know enough about uh, the the uh, either Fresno County or uh, Fresno City uh, redistricting uh, stuff to talk to talk coherently about it? Not me. Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> Josh. then we won't. Like, I don't know. It's happening, and I'm like, maybe fact, it's something I should be interested the in. The fact but that I we got to deal with deal with. Uh, What's his face? And the, the basically Tulare County and Southern Fresno County has uh, Nunez, and then I I don't understand where that line, the Nunez line, starts and stops. Right, right. It just weaves around the city. Yeah, <laughs> it weaves weaves through right. weaves through Republican the, the neighborhoods. Other one goes through the city, which is why you know, like the, that's that split. It's like the one. It's so heavily Democrat. And then Nunes District is so heavily like Republican and it'll never split. Although I think yeah. something I heard like, and again, I don't know enough, um, was that that might be getting broken up a little bit, in which case Nunes could be um, in, tr- in trouble a little bit. But Yeah, because Cal- California is going to lose a couple of congressional seats because uh, just the population shift. So, yeah. Th- depending on where those congressional seats are going to come from. I think one of them is definitely going to come from LA area, mm-hmm. but yeah, we could potentially lose one in the Valley too. Well, interesting. I, I don't think you're going to see very much change in terms of like the city of Fresno city council, re, you know, boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to shift a little bit, but not like anything dramatic. Uh, same thing with the County of Fresno. I don't think you're going to see too big of a change that will really make a difference. So I think they were saying in the cannabis meeting that um, there could be some, uh, and I and I assume it's like District 1 and District 3 because they kind of share some boundary lines in the tower. Um, and so they were saying that could affect the, the distribution of the licenses because the applicants that are already in are, uh, you know, they applied in the district that they they are in now, but 
once those boundaries change, like things can get shifted a little. So, mm. yep. Yeah. And there's always the possibility of like a city council member or supervisor getting drawn out of their current district. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. A, if they like live right on the border, they could get drawn out and, you know, wouldn't necessarily be able be eligible to run for reelection. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So that's all happening, I guess, now. Now, yeah, yeah, I know for City of Fresno, it's they'll have picked a map before the end of the year, uh, and then there's a couple city council meetings in November and December where they'll have a redistricting hearing at the end. So yeah, people are interested in it. Definitely attend those meetings. You can attend them virtually and get an idea of like how the the various boundaries are going to be redrawn. Right. You can even submit your own drawing Ooh. if you wanted to. <laughs> oh, man. Fun. I just draw some crazy. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, Josh, have you, do you know yeah. about this Sororian theater opening uh, Opening on uh -oh. a bad note? Yeah. Uh, uh, Don Monroe. Don Monroe had some yeah. harshness. Harsh. Harsh. Yeah. He eviscerated the people. Uh, yeah, man. So I haven't been out to any big, uh, and maybe someone else has, but I haven't been out to anything either at, you know, the Fresno Convention Center or the, uh, at the St. Mark Center. Um, so both of those are required, I think, to have, and I didn't think about this as I was reading Donald's story, but I think both of those are required to have uh, either negative test or uh, your vaccine, proof of vaccine. And that's required by the state because of the size of the venue. I haven't been to either, so I, I, I can't say how that how that works out. Um, I can't say just generally to the stuff that I have been to, like, you know, I, uh, none of it. That's all that doesn't seem to matter. I did see Fulton 55 one the week before I went out, they were actually, I think they were temperature checking people as they were going in, which I thought was really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, for the most part, you know, and that's, again, that's a smaller venue. So I don't think the, the rules aren't the same, but, um, yeah, I mean, just reading Donald's story, it seemed like one of the big things was that the parking increased by, Double <laughs> parking right, went double. from ten dollars to twenty dollars in that uh, in that garage right behind the Sorian Theater, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, like, right. why, why are you gouging people like this when it's like one of the first events that's coming back <laughs> from the right. pandemic? Well, and that's I mean, so obviously that that's uh, like uh, that's not like a city run thing, right? Like that lot's not. I mean, the lot that is. That is oh, a city garage. Yeah. So it's a city garage, and I assume they have a contract out with someone through the uh, Ace Parking. Because I'm just wondering, like, how that decision gets made to go, like, we're gonna rate because that is, that's not like a small increase, you know, if they're yeah. doubling the price, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and then you know, really not let, like telling people. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I'm sure it's posted somewhere, but. Um, that's definitely something we all know. People hate parking downtown anyway. And so to have to uh, now, uh, you know, pay double, like, that's not good. 
And Donald yeah. seems to think that people will park someplace else. I think that that is not. I think they just won't. <laughs> they won't come anymore until yeah. it's like it's not worth it. If I, you mean I have to walk uh, downtown like in in the in, you know at night like that's. Um, I mean there are you know anyway I. I don't know how well that's going to play out if people decide that they don't want to pay that 20 bucks. I think they probably just raised the price because they knew they could. And, yeah. people, you know, the majority of people aren't going in row who are going to be able to go and talk about it. So, I yeah, but do they, do they have a lot of events coming up in the Sorority Theater? I'm wondering how the, the, they'll have the list in the future because this article is going to, you know, affect any kind of change. Because, yeah, are, kind of I mean, they, they do have a pretty full calendar. They have a pretty full calendar. Um, of, of stuff coming up um but yeah i don't know is it too much what's the you know we always talk about parking here event parking like that uh, is that is that too much 20 bucks for Fresnans, it is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I think if i was in la and and it was 20 bucks i wouldn't you wouldn't really yeah think about absolutely. it but here you're like what the fuck I mean, yeah. yeah, especially since the whole area around Soren Theater is kind of a ghost town right. and at night. I mean, right. it's with not like there's a lot of demand for parking in yeah. that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of crazy yeah, to, to double it like that. Yeah, right. And it's weird because, like you're saying, it's not like the parking lot. There's There's no real benefit to it because it's really not even... I mean, it's closer, I suppose, than some other places, but it's not like it's direct access to the the thing, you know. Um, or yeah, that for it's not that would be like parked on stage. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that's like VIP. I, like, I'll pay a VIP twenty dollars if I like. I get ballet, to just, yeah, I get to ballet, just yeah. when I get to uh, leave the the place. I don't have to like drive out with all the other little peons. I could just drive away. <laughs> I paid twenty dollars. The untouchables. Yeah. If if the Sorian Theater was in more of like an entertainment district where there's bars and restaurants and other things like directly immediately in the vicinity, then I totally understand. Right. But or unfortunately, like, sadly, that isn't the case right. in in that area. If it was like you know, if the other option would be like driving around for two hours, trying to find a spot and not finding one and driving around, not finding one. Um, right. Then I could see it's like, well, yeah, $20. Cause I think like in LA and San Francisco, it's like a lot of that is like, um, you'll pay the money cause it's nowhere way else better than taking yeah. the time that you're going to, you know, yeah. but yeah, Supply. you can just drive. But again, I, I think that a people will just pay the price cause they don't want to park and walk downtown because they're afraid or whatever. Um, or they just don't stop coming. They'll just be like, oh, it's too much. It's one more thing that's keeping me from downtown. Yeah. Well, hopefully they they change that, but we'll see. I don't even know if, yeah, if there's enough people that would be be angry about it. Um, but like, Or if enough people really noticed, you know. I mean, Donald obviously noticed him, so. We need a savvy business owner in the area to just open up their property for parking and charge <laughs> yeah. like five bucks. I think so. Yeah, everyone has a, has a house like, by the fair. <laughs> anybody who has any sort of, any, if you have a uh, driveway, 
that <laughs> uh, next to you will open it up. You will like I will park, you know, blocks yeah. away and walk to my house so that I can have my driveway open and charge, you know, whatever ten bucks or or five bucks or whatever because you know parking's parking cheap. Yeah. Um, just yeah. park in the garage I, across from the Tug Sequoia, the circ the the circle garage. The circle garage, yeah. Be you don't have to pay anything, maybe. Uh, right, and I don't know how far the because it's closer. always because it's free on the weekends and at night parking downtown, but <laughs> except for events. Now, like, is that spiral garage apt far enough away from the Sororian to not have to pay? Like, what is the far? What is the distance when it's an event? That's the one question I have for downtown. That's parking. a good question. Yeah, yeah. The city I, never makes it like clear, like what that boundary is. Yeah, probably. Right. Probably for good reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they want to be not a little ambiguous. I about think that. It, it's probably yeah. just open to interpretation. You know, so if it's an event where they feel like that more people, you know, that they can do it, they'll probably charge. But if not, you know, I feel like the spiral garage is probably going to when they say events, they're talking about um, the stadium. They're talking about, you know, that that part yeah. of downtown. Do you guys remember there used to be signs around downtown, maybe only in certain areas. <clears throat> uh, where they're they're like foldable metal yeah. signs, uh -huh. and they would flip them up to say like event parking is in effect. Right. Mm -hmm. right. I don't know if they do that anymore, or if that's if those maybe those signs were like around the baseball stadium and not Saroyan. But I yeah. haven't seen any of those signs in a while. I do remember mm -hmm. them, yeah. but I haven't seen them in a while. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's got to play. Uh, Ticket roulette, I guess. Parking ticket <laughs> right. roulette. We, we need one of these uh, tech-savvy Bitwise people to make a freaking app that'll tell you, boom, can I park right here, yeah, or am I going to get on. a ticket? That, that would be awesome. Speaking like, of I Bitwise... So people, I mean, that would be a really helpful thing for people. Yeah. Because even... And I know, because I live down here, like downtown, and I, I'm around, all, like... Uh, and so I kind of have a pretty good idea, but still, like anytime I go with people, they're like, "Hey, can we park here?" I'm like, "Yes, you can park here." <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> have you gotten like, many tickets living down there? Well, I've gotten a bunch of tickets because I I do play parking roulette, um, <laughs> where it's like I know that uh, I shouldn't be parking here, you know, whatever. But I do yeah. it because it's like whatever. Um, yeah. And then especially where I my house where I'm at. Uh, there's no, we don't have any parking, like designated parking for the complex because it's so small, it doesn't it need to. Um, and so uh, there's a lot of times that, you know, I would just be parking and they kind of are lax and then not about how they do it. So when they decide to give tickets, it's kind of a shock. And so, um, and they haven't really since the pandemic. But yes, I have gotten yeah. tickets, but I pay them and it's fine. It's, you know, whatever. <laughs> I probably have paid like if we look at the the line lifeline of it, I've probably paid as much in tickets as I would have paid if I fed the meter or bought a parking permit. <laughs> you know, so, what, I'm totally fine with it. What's a parking ticket cost these days? I think the last one it was like 33 bucks. Right. So, but compared to, I was talking to my friends the other day and they were, I can't, there was some city they were in and they got a ticket and it was like $200. Oh and, uh, and so they were like worried about parking in Fresno. I was like, it's $33 guys. Like, 
get a ticket, you're going to be okay. So mm. that parking garage has got to watch it, and not charge more than twenty dollars. It's going to get to be a, a parking ticket price anyway. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Actually, that's a really good point. Like, if if parking is twenty dollars and a ticket's thirty three, I just risk the ticket. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Park on the sidewalk, right in front of the theater. Right. <laughs> you could probably park uh, in the uh, if you really want to park, like in the the hotel parking lot. Yeah, that's pretty close. Um, anyway. That might be a better deal. Yeah. Did you see? Speaking of bitwise, did you see uh, Irma was did a, a TED talk? Did you watch Irma's TED uh, TED talk? I did not watch it. I got, did see it. Got a Fresno got a shout out. Uh, but for as a, a coming from nowhere kind of shout out, but it was serving the purpose of the TikTok. It was not in a negative way, but uh, yeah. obviously, but uh, just it's been pretty amazing how uh, how much Bitwise has how, how uh, Irma especially has gotten herself out there pretty much everywhere in that tech world. Is it seems like she's she's been on and and talking about Fresno and. Having this huge positive uh, thing coming out of Fresno, and uh, almost a unique thing even in the tech world, as far as just a, being like a almost a, becoming a spokesperson for small cities in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. I thought it was great. Oh, you watch? Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched the it. whole thing. Didn't watch it like live or or I think they had a watch party thing. I didn't mm-hmm. do that, but I watched it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. It's it's well, not super uh, long, so you know, I would suggest anybody go check it out. It's yeah. like oh. 10, 10 minutes or something, right? Oh, something okay. like and what was the what was the the takeaway? What was the? I mean, I didn't get anything new from it just because I've listened to right. her talk about her story uh, in various places, um, but uh, hopefully, the wider audience who will see it through through the TED talk website and stuff like that. We'll, we'll learn something about what's going on here. And like Mike said, it's, you know, something unique to our area and it's like a positive thing about Fresno, which we just need more, more stuff like that. Positive stories coming from our area. Yeah, for sure. Instead of being on these stupid lists and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. The gist so of it is basically like, you know, like Brian's saying, we've kind of heard this. We know, we know the story of, Taking um, a you know a small city and and educating uh, you know a group of people that wouldn't be educated before, educating them on how to code and how to build things uh, uh, tech wise, and how you can do that in Fresno, you can do that in Bakersfield and Toledo and you know Reno, wherever. Kind of you know Boise, like this is we we don't need to be in Silicon Valley to do this, and we can take a, a group of people that weren't thought of that would be in that industry and would never think to do that and and use use that and, and educate that and educate those people and 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 make for a better small city than that some make something that wasn't there before and thought of previously right yeah it was it was kind of focused a lot on to the uh, uh, the fact that the folks they're targeting to get involved in their apprenticeships and to, to get jobs in the tech industry are, are folks like uh, from rural farm communities, mm-hmm. 
or just low-income individuals or formerly incarcerated individuals. And kind of, she was kind of addressing some of the barriers that you might not think about for those people to get into the tech industry, and even just from the perspective of taking a class at Bitwise and learning these skills. Like right. they, they have to deal with childcare uh, issues and transportation issues and, and just like being able to uh, have enough money to live uh, because they, they can't like n- not take a job at McDonald's because they right. want to take a class at Bitwise. You know, they got to, to take the job that's going to pay, put money in their pocket. So yeah, and Irmo's kind of talking about how they're, they're paying people to be involved in their apprenticeship program now, like it's an actual job. Before oh, you awesome. before you even yeah. learn the skills, so yeah, it was it was very cool. What I like about it, about Bitwise just generally is that like it's it's awesome. Of like it's one it would be one thing to like create a, a um, like tech industry or hub here and then like be importing people, and that's what I think is would be the easier thing to do possibly. Um, and, uh, you know, as you're importing people, then, like, you're also displacing people or whatever. Um, and so, but, like, what Bitwise is doing is, is like, working, like, actually working with the people who are already here um, and needing things here. And, um, you know, I heard someone at uh, this thing I was at, they, they were talking about gentrification and they were mentioning Bitwise. And I think they were doing that because of you know bitwise has bought bought a bunch of buildings and sort of re, like done a lot of like forward facing things um that could be seen in that regard but to me it was like what are, what are you talking about like y- you apparently have no idea what bitwise does or what they're talking about or, or you know if this is if what you think you know um and so to me it was just like I kind of was almost mad about it and like was like, shut up. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, and, and in one sec, one respect, I understand like what, how it might seem if you're not paying attention or whatever that like, you know, Bitwise has all these buildings that they're sort of, you know, taking over and like whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's like, who's, who are they display? What are they displacing? If anything, they they're growing like uh, organically from the inside, you know. Anyway, well, I'm you, sorry. you have to take into account like what they're providing to the community too, and I mean that might be this person that you're talking to might not know or be educated enough to know right. like on like on what they're actually giving back. So I think know, that's a hundred percent. You know, they just you know they just see Bitwise's name right. on a thing in another building and another building mm-hmm. and go, well, what are they doing? Where are they getting all this money from? How are they? Yeah. Doing, you know. So, yeah, as much as I miss the old spaghetti factory building, <laughs> uh, being what it was before, I think it's it's much better being used as what it's being used for now. <laughs> for, for sure. Yeah. A Cadillac yeah. Club. Yeah, man. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's one of those I never everyone talks about the Cadillac Club. And I'm so sad because I was like <laughs> just young enough to not ever be able to go there. Yeah, and everyone. Oh, I saw blah 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 play at the Cadillac Club. I'm old enough. I went and saw several shows at Cadillac Club. So good for you, Mike. Yeah, I'm cool. (laughs) It's very much like the Starline. Is it's very very similar to the Starline? If you want the vibe, yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely knew about it, but it was like you know, 
I could I couldn't go out to those shows, but anyway. Well, uh, well, well time when, to revitalize downtown Cadillac Club 2021. 2020. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna start protesting no, no, outside of the uh, Mid-Rise building. Speed. Paul, who uh, helped run, was running the Cadillac Club, helped run, uh, is the guy from Raging Records who re- revitalized Raging Records. Yeah. yeah, baby. You never know. You never know. I'll put it out there. What's What's better, Josh? Which is better, Tower District Records or Raging Records? Oh man, uh, you can't say. Because <laughs> they both, they both have. Um, this is like every record store. I think is like every record store is going to have the thing that they do really well, um, or the thing that they focus on because that's like because record stores are very much like a thing. It's like. Whoever owns it and starts it and runs it, that's it's their personality that's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want like rare, hard to find, like especially punk, hard, like hardcore, like any of that stuff, Raging Records is going to be your place all day long. Uh, I also feel like Raging Records probably is like like on the pulse a little more um, in terms of like cool stuff, like what's the hip new bands and like they're really like into paying attention to like what records are like people are going to be looking for and that kind of stuff and not that uh tower district doesn't but uh tower district records like their selection i think is going to be larger generally um there's they're probably going to have a lot more like uh jazz and like more eclectic Mm -hmm. stuff uh and more rock stuff more general like so it kind of just depends. Like you, I feel like you, you, you kind of would have to go to them both, and it depends on what you're looking for, also. So, yeah, they both have like their own unique personalities, just like you said. Yeah, I like yeah, them both. Yeah. It's just crazy. I think it's that the very we got to celebrate. They we're here in 2021, and we have two record stores. You like the facility yeah. here? Well, that's pretty awesome. I mean, we have three if you count Rasputin. Yeah. Uh, so, which you know, I think, and again, that's a whole other thing, right? Like. Um, that it so you have your three, at least three different kind, and I'm sure the real record people would be like, you forgot to mention whatever place because there's a bunch of other places that sell records and 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 you know, Barnes and Noble, well, Josh. <laughs> Barnes and Noble does sell records. They do. I mean, Walmart sells Target sells records. Sells, sells records. Yeah. Sells records. I, I like to hang out in the Target, Target record shop. Um feel pretty cool when i'm at the target record yeah, show. Like, yeah we, we have a record store what's it called target, <laughs> target. <laughs> about the taylor's new taylor swift record at <laughs> um oh, oh one more thing before we before we go here that uh since we have a fire bonian here uh josh allen did a josh allen was wearing a fireball high hoodie going into the locker room earlier this season. And then the Buffalo Bills fan base has this, uh, you know, Ma- B- Bills Mafia fan base. It's just a pretty uh, active fan base. And they saw this and they're like, I want one of those. And so Fireball High made a, had to go make a whole shitload of hoodies for, and that yeah. a whole Buffalo, uh, there's a whole contingent of Buffalo people that have Fireball hoodies now. 
Yeah, that's really awesome. I saw that, and uh, I jumped on board. I ordered one, too. Like, oh. Yeah, I didn't go to Farmall High, but, you know, whatever. It was right down the street from where I live, so I was like, yeah. And it was going – they raised $100,000 for the high school. That's awesome. Right, that's what I saw. That's insane. That's so that's awesome. cool. And watch out yeah. for Rocky's uh, bootleg Fireball merch coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty soon. You're going to show up outside it. of Bill's games with uh, with Fireball <laughs> bootleg merch. Like, hey, man, come here, come here. I got the real stuff yeah. over here. Come here. I got the yeah. right. <laughs> Authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Authentic Fireball. Yeah. No, but that's pretty cool. I love the team that that dude's doing some stuff out there. And every, like, I watched, I haven't watched any of his games, but I did watch one, like, a couple weeks ago. And during the broadcast, they were talking about Fireball. And it's the Cantaloupe Roundup and Fireball <laughs> going on this last week. And I'm like, oh, that's, it's just crazy. It's just nuts. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, oh, Mendotans are going to get pissed. Mendota's a, a cantaloupe yeah. capital, man. That's messed get up. Out of here. Get out of <laughs> here with that, man. Harbaugh's <laughs> all about tomatoes, bro, and tomatoes. Uh, it's the age-old rivalry of uh, Mendota and Fireball. It yeah. is, yeah. The 33, yeah. man. Yeah, when I get, when I get, you know, I've always said, when I reach that uh, level of, like, fuck you money, my plan <laughs> is to go and rent a couple of trackers and haul that sign from Mendota city limits. It says Calo capital of the world, eight miles over to Fargo. <laughs> just planted there. Dude, that's brilliant. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. That. We'll make it. There. We got to We got it. Whatever you need, uh, to help you get to that level of buggy money. Yeah. Let's do it. But just, I just need to just start a GoFundMe. That is <laughs> it's just a legal fund. That's all I need. It's just a legal fund. Yeah, like, legal uh, fund. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's then great. I'll do it. Just have the legal fund ready to go, and then just do it. And then it's the minute you get uh, whatever, you might not yeah. get caught unless people listen to this thing. Maybe yeah, no, I know. I probably messed up by talking about this. Can you cut this out? <laughs> nope. Yes. Uh, it's, it's this it. is flowing, flowing with fireball. <laughs> yeah. It's on. It's well, on maybe, C-Mac Maybe now, Josh Allen can help me out. He can pitch in. There you go. There you go. So this goes out to Josh Allen right now, just <laughs> for future reference. Has there, you are going to be needed. I have. Help, I have not. I have not Rocky seen anything. Too. But has there ever been a? A venue in Firebar or Mendota for for a band to play. Mm. I I don't like that's been there's, used more than once or even once. Even has there been a yeah, show there, out there? There's a movie theater in Firebar, right? There used to be a movie theater. Now it's a uh, like a hardware feed store. Um, <laughs> I did watch Willow in Firebar when there, there was a theater open back in the days when I was growing up. It opened up again for like a summer and then it shut down promptly after that. Um, was it no, like there a is a venue theater. It was an old school thing. Yeah, 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 like yeah. yeah. Uh, but there is like a UA or uh, uh, what is it called? A BA hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there they is a hall a there. They one. just remodeled it. Yeah. Uh, they've been getting a lot, an influx of money there, so they rebuilt that uh, hall, and uh, they're opening up a West Hills College. They're right in the middle of this town. They've mm-hmm. been building a lot of construction there, and they're getting a new fire uh, uh, fire station. They've had the same fire station for like eighty years. And uh, yeah, so there's some upgrades happening there. They got a Burger King, the only Burger King that I've seen that has no indoor seating. Yeah, it's a walk-up, which I love. So they built it specifically. Yeah, it's just a tiny, tiny little Burger King, and you walk. It's just a walk-up window. Yeah, two walk-up windows, and that's it. It's weird. The drive-through and everything, but no sitting down. There's a there's a new uh, and Madeira has a new Starbucks, and it's like that. It's only walk-up and drive-through. There's no place to even sit on the outside. There's not even the patio. It's just like three walk-up oh, yeah. windows and a drive-thru. Wow. 
Because there's the one right there on 40, like just off of uh, whatever, 41 in Divisadero or whatever, 41 in, mm-hmm. I don't know, downtown. Yeah, uh, first, in, first, first, first in, first in, uh, Tulare. Tulare, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like that. Um, yeah. But they have a little patio, I guess, out front, right? Like a little. They have a, yeah, one, one table and like yeah. eight chairs. Man, I could talk about Fireball and Madeira and Starbucks. We've got to bring it. All the city. We've reached the whole central San Joaquin Valley. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for that Bitwise train that they propose. It's going to go out oh, to yeah. the and hopefully I always think about that. I'm like, there was, they, how, that was like, that's some bold talk, but I would love it. That would be awesome. But like, how the yeah. hell could you do that? Seeing all the problems we're having with the high-speed rail, it's like, eh, man, ugh. I yeah. wish I wish that could happen, but how? <laughs> yeah. If I lived in Farba, I'd jump on that train just to come into town and get some fast food. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's not burger. <laughs> <Other than, laughs> like I've had enough burgers. What? You, yeah. giant, just go to Giant Burger. You, you're sick of Giant Burger? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, I'll just, I, I just see commercials. <laughs> I mean, I'm pelted with commercials all day, and I'm like, I want to go and try want- this <laughs> McDonald's. This McDonald's. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah you got to go into Mendota for that. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know how I feel about Mendota. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't go into DP or Mendota. You'll stay in yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh. I think it's time. It's to- time? Plug it up. It up. Plug it up. Plug it up. So this is the time where we uh, talk about all the cool other cool things that we do um, and, and and plug away. You can off, also offer recommendations uh, during this period if you'd like. So if there's something that uh, you think people should know about that you're not doing, but someone else cool is doing, you can do that too. So let's start with uh, Rocky and or Brian. Let's have each of you do separately. All right, Let's go. Uh, uh, Sweet Fest happening uh, December second. Is that right, Brian? That's right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hard Hop Night at CMAX. So join us there. You have uh, until November twenty what? Twenty eighth Sunday, 28th November twenty eighth to submit. So uh, gather up all your friends and come up with a with a cool idea and shoot shoot it. Send it to us, and you can see it on a big screen in front of a crowd at on on Art Hop Night. So you will, yeah. We get to experience that as far as like uh things that uh go to dumdum.com or go to sweetfest.com for all the information so cool sweetfest uh go see last night soho uh we just saw that last oh week. yeah it was probably one of the best movies i've seen this year go back really? to the movies it's relatively safe uh stay away from the imax at regal it's horrible uh Ooh. go to manchester best seats in that in fresno we tried out the new theaters uh last week brian and i and manchester still reigns supreme in our book really but, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Manchester's got the best seats in town. Best now, seats. Have, you, have you been to the uh, Edwards in uh, Herndon in Herndon ninety nine? We did. We did that? Yeah. Okay. We we went on a little theater tour last okay. week, and we saw Dune and Venom, and uh, yeah, yeah, those, and they were good. Manchester still reigns supreme. It does. Yeah. Okay. Better seats. The that yeah, right, the, right in the, the how is that new theater in Fresno? The new theater out at El Paseo is pretty much like a carbon copy of the uh, Edwards Theater in terms of like the materials they use to build it and everything. Like the flooring's all the same. Like the decor is kind of the same. It's just smaller. Yeah, uh, it's very much similar layout to uh, the Regal the Festival, right? Is that what's called the oh, uh, Broadway Fair. Broadway Fair. 
It's like yeah. the exact same layout, oh, okay. mm-hmm. only with all the fancy materials that they use now. Okay. But it, yeah, it was nice, but doesn't hold a candle to Manchester. Manchester's got the recliner seats. Yeah, they're they're very big. Yeah, very nice. Oh, okay, so from the yeah. uh, movie going to experience, you're saying Manchester the free. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I haven't been to Sierra Vista in a while. I heard they got new seats there, but uh, I'll try those out one of these days. Yeah, Manchester. Going to Clovis anyway. I mean, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay. Anything else? I will shout out uh, CMAC, uh, okay. my day job, uh, Community Media Access Collaborative. If you want to, you know, learn how to make your own podcast or TV show or vi- video series, what have you, anything media production related, come down to CMAC. We'll uh, teach you how to do that. And we've got all the tools and uh, equipment and facilities that you would need to uh, to create your own media. So, and yes. I would also uh, tell people, you know, that's the place to go if you are interested in all of the stuff we were talking about before, like sort of. You know, if you want to see any of the the city council meetings, you know, special meetings, or any of that stuff, um, do you guys broadcast the county board of supervisors? We don't. The county has their own channel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Boo on that. Boo on that. Uh, they had an opportunity to join us in the beginning, but they chose not to. Uh, but the, and there is other content as well, so it's not just you know. The, the governmental stuff there's a there's a lot of stuff on there yeah I think people kind of scroll through they would see a bunch of stuff that they they would they might be they might be into every thursday night you can watch uh, flowing with famous on tv you watch a podcast oh. on tv wow yeah. <laughs> that seems dangerous, dangerous. <laughs> but yeah aside from just being a, a community media center you know where you can come and learn and have access to all these toys and and equipment um we do run Three TV channels, yeah. As Josh was saying, a public education and government TV channel, and yeah, if you make something, even not using our equipment, and you want it to run on local cable TV, submit it to us for free, and we'll find you a time slot and put you on the air. That's um, awesome. And we're also streaming too, so you know if you have a Roku, Apple TV, or Fire TV at home, you can download the CMac app for free and watch everything through that. If you don't have cable. T- there you go. Anything else for you in terms of uh, recommendations? Uh, any anything? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Sweet best uh, there you go. There you go. Yes, uh, Mike. The thefresden.com is my long running blog that I uh, streaky post. Uh, uh, nowadays, it's a streaky posting style, where there might be three posts and 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 two days, and then there won't be a post for two weeks. So, but it's there. It's you know, I like to hang out on there, and there's a uh, um a newsletter associated with it called Fresno Fresno and Fresno Fresno dot Substack dot com, and then I also have a a, a beer version of those things which ones uh, the blog is mikeytoppoor.com and the um, newsletter is drinking and thinking drinking thinking that's upset.com and then the, the fresnan on the on the social medias and then the other podcasts i have is um get off my podcast that's the okay. Harrison Ford show 
Yes. This is a Harrison Ford podcast, so I'm going to ask. Uh, Indiana Jones uh, 5. Yeah. Uh, time travel. It. Well, spoiler alert, Josh. Okay. That is a spoiler alert, but come on. If that's a spoiler alert, it's it, it would it, it would appear because it would appear so that there uh, will be the, time travel involved in Indiana Jones Five. Does that the bigger you? the bigger news was that it got pushed back by another year. Yeah, the release yeah. date. The freaking Disney man pushed Marvel yeah. and Disney mess up uh Always get we always get shift around because we're not a Marvel D- Disney product uh, necessarily. Yeah. So uh, I love yeah. how you treat it like it's your like uh, sports team for you. Like you're like yeah. we always get yeah. pushed around. <laughs> Us Raiders, the Raiders always gets pushed around, man. I remember the, when the release date for this movie was 2018. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, they should be on Indiana Jones Wild. six right now, but uh, unfortunately, we're still but. The, the the big thing is it's getting made. It's almost done. I think they're only going to be the last. Uh, I think the last location is is in Utah. Um, uh, like uh, there's it's like this um, old uh, uh, air, which is perfect for Harrison. It's an old airfield museum, and that's like the last shooting location. That and I think they're uh, that's the only thing left. So they're about done yeah. filming it. So that's all that matters yeah. is it's they're gonna yeah. get it in the can. When we see it, it sucks to have to wait for it, but it's it's gonna have it's gonna be it's made. So that's all that matters. I, John I Williams is making the music for de- now. Derail this whole thing, but I had seen something about the some plot points that made me go like, mm, "How can <laughs> this be good? How can this be I good?" I don't know. Not, the, not that the Raiders of the Lost Ark didn't have crazy stuff happening, like dude ripping a heart out of chest. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's uh. He's going to find the fountain of youth, and there right. you go. I mean, yeah. so that, I that shouldn't, was, I mean, whatever. It's time travel to me. It, seems there's like a, a there, it box. seems like That's a lot, true. but I, I, it can't, it's probably be better than Crystal Skull still. So, <laughs> right, right, right. We can only okay, hope. So you have only hope. What, what was the, what else? What and else? then the beer podcast right. every Friday, uh, The Perfect Pour. We uh, talk about the beer things. Local, local things. We've got uh, Nick and Matt. Matt uh, runs the beer garden at Tioga, so we we know so some he things. He has the inside scoop. Inside scoop. Sometimes. There you go. What do you got going on, Josh? So the big, the big news, big news as of today, well, next week, I guess. Uh, so I will be taking over the Homegrown Show on New Rock 104, which is their local music show once a week, Sundays. 8 p.m. You're leaving us for radio do. now, Josh. What? You're leaving us for radio? Is that what you're trying to announce? <laughs> no, no, no. It's wow. extra. It's extra. Oh, okay. Okay. This is uh, I, what I they the way that it was pitched to me is, um, you know, uh, plug everything on the radio. Plug, plug everything <laughs> you do. Things. Just plug it on the radio. So can we can we be your first guests? I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> It is a music thing, so I think they're pretty specific about the, that kind of thing. Oh, um, yeah, so it's all it's it's local music. So I think it's like if you guys want to start a band, uh, yeah, do a music video. If you start, we have video production. We, we have an instrument music. in our name. We can we can make that work. Um, that is true. Um, 
so that's happening and uh i don't know kind of excited about that i think it's going to be when can't that's, decide if it's going to be a, Sunday a night. super kind of work that's going to be like ha ah, or if it's just going to be yeah. a lot of fun that's a sunday night show Sunday night show. There's so uh, many radio shows, local radio shows are on Sunday night. Like it's they are I don't know, on what's Sunday going night on and with that. Uh, unfortunately right now they happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um the uh, KFSR local radio show is uh archived um uh, into podcast form. Uh so that's good um if you have to like make choices. Mm-hmm. Um but they're different enough that I think you know there's room room for it um because Nate over at KFSR, Nate Butler does a really good job. Like what he's doing is just completely different from, you know, he's like creating a whole archive of Fresno history and, you know, and he's playing like old stuff and new stuff and weird, eclectic, you know, like things that he stumbles upon from friends of friends and, you know, that um, making all these connections. So it'll be different enough. Um, When's your first episode? So I've been kind of guest hosting the last few weeks. Uh, so Halloween, uh, I'll do like the final sort of guest host. And then next, the following week, so the first Sunday in November will be the first episode that I'll be there on my own. So, um, yeah, if you want to check that out. Then there's also my day job at the Fresno B, FresnoB.com. Uh, a lot of the stuff we talk about on this show comes directly from there so um and i do a lot of stuff there not just entertainment and and that kind of stuff um there is the newsletter off of blogspot so uh, blogspot yeah man <laughs> blogspot baby <laughs> angel fire newsletter off of substack and it's bandgeek.substack.com and that's e-e-e-e bandgeek and that's uh local music news and releases and stuff and then uh a bunch of band stuff and i don't you can just figure that all out for yourself but there's a bunch of bands that i'm in and perform with uh as well so and you can find all that on instagram twitter facebook wherever you track them down so there it is do you have a geo cities website Josh, you can do, do <laughs> Got uh, Friendster? Um, I do. So, uh, not friends. I had. I didn't look up Friendster, but the other, like a, a little bit ago, I did look up some MySpace stuff um, because I had some music that once upon a time I had put up on MySpace, and uh, I don't think it exists anywhere else. Like, uh, I don't. Somehow, I lost all the like whatever. So I was trying to track it down because I wanted to hear it, um, and I found the site, but it wouldn't play any of the stuff. Uh, so no. I was very disappointed. The file's not hosted but, anywhere then. So uh, my, MySpace does sort of exist, I guess. Yeah. And like yeah. I actually, I signed. I think I signed in. Like I went through a whole process. Um, anyway, I tried to sign in kind of recently to Dorktown's old MySpace page, and I couldn't do it. I just could not figure oh. out. How to, it was, the the email stuff. associated with it is an email I don't have anymore, so I just like, oh yeah. right, I was that's all the problem, right? It's like I don't know what email did I have when I started this, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, um, yeah. Luckily, I was pretty early on in Gmail. Like I, I got I'm like an OG kind of Gmail. Oh, I mean, I'm fan, so, yeah. but um, so I've had my Gmail for a, a long time. So just saying. Yeah. Well, any thank you guys for being on. It's so good. Like I'm 
seriously, and I'll, I say this, I'm happy that you guys um, are on every year. And I'm, A, I'm happy that you guys are still doing Sweet Fest um, because I, I do think it's, even though I don't participate, Mike, <laughs> you, this is you, the year. You have participated, uh, though. I have participated oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in the past when people have, like, pulled me in. Um, I do feel like it's it's... It's definitely one of the coolest things happening in Fresno um, and totally like one of the more one of the most unique things happening in Fresno as well. This isn't going to be happening anyplace else. Um, I mean, I guess there are some in other places, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> the places that copied you guys. <laughs> um, but anyway, so thank you guys for taking the time and talking Fresno. Yeah. And yeah. Fireball, whatever. yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, having, for us. having us. Always fun to see you guys and talk to you guys. Anything else for the good of the cause? We're good, Josh. Okay. Go, then go like, Fresno. Yay. Fresno yay. above all else. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fresno Uber Alice. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, I'll count us out. Five, go. four, three, two, one. <laughs> Come on, come on, guys. You gotta do the beer ear. If you're here, come on. They're refusing. It feels like it's your guys' thing. Yeah, I know. I don't want to remix it. I'll mess it up. We're going to sweep this podcast. Oh, man. That would be great. That would be wild.